Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. To Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready to rock. Let's get ready to go. Get set. Get up. Let's get it on. The Wendy's Big Show. Showtime, This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the inventor of the Lambeau Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Leroy Butler. Toby Altizer and Adam Roberts. Howdy, y'all. Adam's back from the great state of Texas. Adam, hopefully you had a good vacation. Hopefully it was a good time away for you. Well, I'd... no, I'm not going to even try <laughs> to keep that for longer than a second. Yeah, it was a very nice time visiting some of the to-be family, the soon-to-be in-laws. And uh, I will say, and I will leave it at this, I come back here today. It's sunny and about 75 degrees. I guarantee you right now at 10.07 on a Wednesday morning in the greater Houston area, it's probably about 95 and unbearably yeah. humid. Yeah. That's so this not, is nice. That's not fun. 75 is much better, so it's always good to have you back here, Adam. So Sounds like I missed you. out on a lot. <laughs> yeah, you missed out on a lot of fun, but it's good to have you back. It's just going to be me and Adam today hanging out with you guys. Leroy off doing some things. Gary headed home for his... Uh, Jersey retirement at his high school. So a lot of fun for those guys, but we're going to hang out with you guys talking about the Brewers as they get the win last night over the Tampa Bay Rays. Also going to talk about the Green Bay Packers and uh, just talk about some other things as well. I want to talk about the Chicago Bears and the Cubs and all that with Danny Parkins coming up to lead off the second hour from 670 the score. Roquan Smith requests a trade. Want to get his insights on that. And also, Field of Dreams game comes up tomorrow night. And you have the Reds and the Cubs taking place in that. So get his thoughts on that as well. 
going to be a fun show for you guys. Going to start by talking about the Milwaukee Brewers. Get your guys' thoughts on this Brewers baseball team as they get the win last night over the Tampa Bay Rays. Some interesting things that come out of that. Matt Bush gets the save. This Josh Hader trade just won't die, too. Every single time I want to move on from it, stuff just continues to come up on it. And we'll dive into that just a little bit. But we're asking you guys this. What is your current confidence level in the Milwaukee Brewers? You can give us a call, 855-830-8648 on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Start your deal today at VanHornAuto.com. Or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. Again, I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts. We're live from the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University is now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. So the Brewers now sit only a game back of the St. Louis Cardinals. They've got another game against the Tampa Bay Rays this afternoon, and I'm sure we'll get a lineup a little bit later, and we can kind of go through that as well. But now the Brewers finally get a win. You know, it's very easy. Depending upon the day, just pulling back the curtain a little bit for you guys as you're listening around the state of Wisconsin today here on the Big Show Radio Network. Just peel back the curtain a little bit for you. So you can phrase things different ways depending upon how outcomes are. So if the Brewers would have lost last night, we could come in here and ask you the question, are you worried that the Brewers are going to miss the playoffs? Or how confident are you that they're going to make the playoffs? Well, they win last night, so we had to change it a little bit. I know we I talked about maybe doing this yesterday with Gary, but he didn't want to be negative on the Milwaukee Brewers, and I get that because we've been very down on this baseball team over the last week, week and a half. And so let's look at this a little bit more positively. They get the win last night. They looked good. And the Tampa Bay Rays are a good baseball team. They are. They're, they're a very good baseball team, and they've had to operate very similarly to the Milwaukee Brewers for a long time. I think when you look at the ideal, to, uh, ideal thoughts here, when you look at a small market team in the National League and the American League, the Rays and the Brewers are probably the two teams you look at on the perfect example of how to run your organization and be successful in a small market. Now, we can disagree with little decisions here and there. The Rays actually made it to a World Series, didn't win it, but at least made it to a World Series in the last couple of years. So maybe they're the more successful franchise than the Brewers. But yesterday in that game, the Brewers look like the better team. And they are the better team, and they look like the better team. And that's what I think's been missing for the Brewers over the last couple, you know, about what, last week or so? That Josh Hader trade basically since then? Because when you think about the Brewers and since that trade, you've got the Reds, you've got the Pirates, and we spent our time talking about that, but they, they're the better team and they just didn't play like it. You know, even though they maybe didn't improve their chances in the playoffs or whatever the case may be, we can argue about that Hader trade all we want. But the fact is, the Brewers are still a good baseball team. I know we, I, I listened to some conversations that have been had here in Milwaukee over the last couple of days, and people are down on this baseball team. Some people saying they're not very good. Uh, listening to a conversation that was had here in the morning show with Bart Winkler, who you heard last Friday, and, and commend him for an awesome broadcast with Gary out in Canton on Friday. But they had people saying that wins and losses don't even matter for this team because... They're just not good. And I, 
they are a good baseball team. They're sitting in a spot right now where they're only a game back of the Cardinals. You know, you can look at it two different ways. You can say, gosh, how are they back of the Cardinals? How are they not in first place? And then you can look at it and say, well, they're only a game back. You know, so there's different sides to look at it. Generally, I've been optimistic with this Brewers team throughout this season, and I understand if you're down on them. But I think I want to see and be more objective. Let's let's look away from that Josh Hader trade. And a little bit later, I want to. Last night, you had all the facets come together on that trade, and we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. But if we just take that out of it. The Brewers still have a very solid baseball team. The offense is continuing to put up runs, and that's one thing that I think has to be really encouraging to you as a Brewers fan is the thing that was going to worry you going into the postseason wasn't the pitching. You, know, you felt pretty confident that Burns and Woody and Peralta and then the back end, now you take out Hater. I get it, but Matt Bush last night looked electric. If he can settle in, I mean, we had Tim Dillard on yesterday. He was talking about his stuff and saying that there might not be a reliever in baseball from the right-hand side outside of maybe Edwin Diaz out in New York that has more electric stuff as a right-handed reliever. And you saw that last night. Pumping 98, guys can't hit it, and then breaking off a curveball that looked unhittable as well. Those are the kind of guys you like to have. Gives you a little bit of flexibility in the bullpen. Still don't like the Josh Hader trade, but either way, Matt Bush, he gives you something there. So you got to feel still pretty confident in this Brewers team that they can still at least get into the playoffs. You know, whether you think that they can go on some sort of a run, I think that ends up coming right back to the same conversation we've had a lot of this season. You know, do you think the offense is going to give you enough? Because I think the pitching is still going to be okay. But is that offense going to give you enough? And what you've seen out of the Brewers over the last couple of weeks is that they're putting up runs. Last night, they put up five runs, and it was enough to get them the victory. The last couple of games, you saw it sometimes against the Pirates and against the Reds. They'd put up those five runs, but it wouldn't be enough because the bullpen would falter. So I want to see this all come full circle for the Brewers and everything start to click again. Maybe it was that that hater trade threw a little wrench in things and they just couldn't get over everything. Maybe that's what it was, and now they're starting to get past that now that it's been over a week. And hopefully that wasn't just all it was. Hopefully there was something else. But if that's truly all it was, then all right, fine. Let's move past it, and let's try and win some baseball games because the Cardinals, they're going to continue to give a great effort every single night to try and win this thing. And if you're going to slip up, if you're going to falter, then they'll go have a big lead on you, and you might not be able to come back. I mean, think about what's coming up this weekend. Brewers have a day game today against the Rays, then an off day tomorrow, then back at it again on Friday, three games set in St. Louis. That's huge. That is going to be a huge series. I have to look. I'm not sure how many more games they have against the Cardinals, but that series is going to be something that is going to dictate who wins this division. You know, when we usually we talk about the stretch run of the season as that last September run, you know, those last 25, 30 games. 
at this point for the Brewers and the Cardinals, this is the stretch run. I'd be willing to bet the dollar I have in my bank account that when we have Tim Allen tomorrow <laughs> on from uh, the postgame show in Milwaukee, he will say this is the biggest series coming up of the season. 100%. And I think he's dead on. Because if you go into the series, let's just say everything goes the Brewers' way, and they're sitting there pretty much tied. Either way, it's going to be a game or two separating them, or they're going to be right there with each other. If you can come away with a sweep, you can walk away with the division lead. But if you get swept, you can walk away being three, four, five games down in the division. And those are the sort of things when you're sitting there in a pennant race, down the stretch run here now, down the last two months of the season, that's hard to come back from. you got to win the series. you got to at least get two or three. It'd be great if you could sweep them. But this is going to be an incredibly important stretch of baseball now for the Milwaukee Brewers. And it looks like the offense is still going to be there. So the question is, can the pitching get everything back together the way it was? Can the bullpen figure everything out? Can they get back on track? Luckily, last night was enough to get them back on track for that game. Let's do it again today in a day game against the Rays. And then let's do it on the way out to St. Louis and keep that thing rolling. Because then after that, the Dodgers come to town. So it doesn't get any easier. This is an important stretch for the Brewers. They look like they might be back on track, but it was one game last night. That's one game. So let's see it again. And let's see it again this weekend. And let's see it again next week. And let's see it over the last two months of the season. What is your current confidence level in the Milwaukee Brewers? 855-830-8648. You can give us a call on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. I'm Toby Altizer. That's Adam Roberts. More to come on the Wendy's Big Show. Border to border. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
Big Show Radio Network. Do what they told ya. But now you do what they told ya. But now you do what they told ya. But now you do what they told ya. Don't do that. I'm justified. But where are the bad? Yeah, they're chosen white. You're justified. Welcome back. It is the Wendy's Big Show. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts producing the show today live from the Lakeland University studios. I'm going to tell you guys about Wendy's hot and crispy fries. Wendy's knows everyone hates cold and soggy fries. That's why Wendy serves them up hot and crispy all day, every day. Natural cut, skin on potatoes, fried to golden perfection, and perfectly sprinkled with sea salt. Just the way they should be. Plus, Wendy's fries aren't like other fries. They're not hot one second, then cold the next. They're served up hot and crispy every single time, standing up to any dip you throw at them. So grab your favorite favorite sauce or frosty if you're into that sort of thing and taste the difference that hot and crispy can make. Head to Wendy's today and get your order of hot and crispy fries at participating Wendy's. What is your current confidence level in the Milwaukee Brewers? 855-830-8648. You can give us a call there on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. I feel like a lot of Brewers fans, even those that were positive about this team, lost a lot of confidence after that Josh Hader trade. You know, I I was in that same boat. I was someone that's been trying to tell people all season long that they had a chance. And then after that Hader trade, it felt like, well, maybe not. But when you look at this team objectively, take your biases with the Josh Hader trade out of it. Just look at them. They're still a good baseball team. They're still someone that can go out there and win a playoff series. They're not going to be better than the Mets or the Dodgers, so I want to dispel that. They're never going to be a better team than them. And I don't know, unless everything fell right for the Brewers, that going forward, they can really put together a baseball team that is going to be one of the best teams in the league right up there with the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Mets. I I don't know that they can put that together because of the financial limitations of playing in Milwaukee, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the way to do it is, I think, the way the Brewers have done it. There's a blueprint there. The, The blueprint is this. They get enough offense. Enough offense. I'm not going to say loads and loads of offense. I'm not saying they're scoring six, seven, eight runs a night. But can you give me three? Can you give me four? Because when you get into a playoff series, when you've got Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Matt Bush now, Devin Williams, Taylor Rogers, those guys, can you limit them to one, two, three runs? And can you just score enough to win three and four runs? You know, look back at that Brave series last year. And it's not like the Braves scored eight runs a night to beat the Brewers in that series. The Brewers just didn't score any runs. But if the Brewers score a few runs in that series, you could have had a different result last year. So I think it comes back to that same sort of thing where are they going to be the better team going into the series? No, but the baseball playoffs... It's not like some of these other playoffs where generally the better team wins. Because if you were doing that, the Atlanta Braves wouldn't have won the World Series last year. You know, you've had plenty of teams go on to win the World Series or at least get to a World Series that were not the best team. Look back in 2020. 
Were the Tampa Bay Rays the best team in the American League when they got there? No, they weren't. But they had a guy get hot in the postseason in Randy Arozarena. They had good pitching, and everything worked together, and they found themselves in the World Series. Last year with the Braves. Yes, they were aggressive at the deadline, so it's different from the Brewers. And I wouldn't say that the Brewers are favorites to do anything like this. But to act like they just have zero shot, I think, is also being a little excessively negative. This Brewers offense is never going to be this dynamite, unstoppable, juggernaut-type offense that you might see when the Dodgers come to town next week. You know, you're going through a gauntlet when you face them where it's Freddie Freeman, it's Trey Turner, it's Mookie Betts. You're not going to have that from the Brewers. Instead, you're going to run through Hunter Renfro, Willie Adamas, Rowdy Telez, Christian Yelich. But then at the same time, a lot of those teams have at least one, two, maybe even three guys in that lineup that you would say are below average to maybe even well below average. The Dodgers are kicking the tires on Joey Gallo at this point. Cody Bellinger is still in their everyday lineup. Those guys are worse than everyone in the Brewers lineup. Whether you want to say that, I mean, if we're just being honest, they're worse than everyone in this Brewers lineup. They just are. Tyrone Taylor's better than them. Keston Hira's better than them. Whoever you want to say the Brewers' worst hitter's been that's playing on an everyday type basis, they're worse than those guys. So, yeah, they've got the star power. But what the Brewers have is a lineup one through nine that if everything clicks right, they can have a deep lineup that might have a couple guys get hot. And if everything works out correctly, maybe they'd have a shot against these teams. It's not saying that they're going to be the favorite in any of these series. You go into a series against the Dodgers, a five-game series, a seven-game series. Yeah, the Dodgers are more than likely going to be the ones that should win that series, no doubt. And these teams in the National League, as much as we want to say that the Brewers pitching is awesome and Corbin Burns and Woody and the guys that I've already mentioned, I mean, look at that Mets starting rotation. If they come in and they're fully healthy, they're going to be throwing DeGrom and Scherzer at you. That's difficult to get around. The Dodgers, they're going to throw at you Tony Gonsolin who's been really, really good this year, even though he struggled lately. Julio Arias has been good. Clayton Kershaw. Walker Bueller should be back at some point. So, yeah, they're going to throw a solid rotation at you. You face the Braves again. They got Max Freed. So I know I'm basically sounding like I'm going full circle here and saying they got no chance, but no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, Either way, it's going to be low-scoring baseball games, and if the Brewers can run into a few here or there, they're going to have a shot. It's just an odd thing to try and explain to people that I have the faith because so many times when you're breaking this down on paper, the Brewers shouldn't do this. They shouldn't win. They shouldn't be able to compete against these teams. And to be honest with you, you're probably dead on right. But when it comes down to playoff baseball and a short series of five games or a longer series in seven games, and you've got the pitching, you don't have to have spectacular offense to win these things. You just have to have one bad pitch from Clayton Kershaw that Willie Adamas sends into the seats. You just have to have 
one bad pitch from Jacob deGrom that Rowdy Telez sends into the second deck at American Family Field. That's all it takes. If your Brewers pitching staff can live up to its expectations, that's all it takes. So, no, I don't think I have the same confidence level that I had before the Josh Hader trade. I just don't, because it doesn't seem like this Brewers front office is as sold on this team as I have been all year. But now it's down to the players. You know, before we could look at the trade deadline and expect this team to improve and think that they're going to add a bat, and we could keep looking down the road. Can't do that anymore. There's no reinforcements coming. This is what you got. These are the guys that you're going to go to war with for the rest of the season. So get this thing figured out. Get this thing rolling in the right direction like you did last night. And let's roll. Let's roll throughout the last couple months of the season because the last thing you want to do is feel like you've got a chance with this pitching staff that who knows how many more seasons you've got with Burns and Woody and Peralta. It's only a few more. So maximize your chances by being there in this October. Whether you think the front office gave you a shot or not, that's another story. As the players, you got to get there. Now you just got to give yourselves a chance and hope. Would you have loved to see the front office go out there and try and maximize their chances and bring in another bat and go get someone that's really impactful? 100%. Absolutely. But you can't focus on that if you're in that clubhouse now. If you're Craig Council, we're, we're on to Cincinnati, as Bill Belichick would say. We're on to the next thing. We're playing the Tampa Bay Rays today. Let's focus on Tampa. Tomorrow, let's rest up, and then let's focus on the Cardinals. That's where your approach has to be as a player for the Milwaukee Brewers. And you go out there and do your best to give yourselves a shot to win every single day. I grew up in the D.C. area, so it's well known that I like the Nationals. That's pretty well known. Their motto, go 1-0 every day. Go 1-0 today. That's a great motto to have in that Brewers clubhouse right now. You cannot go back and fix whatever David Stearns did with the Josh Hader trade or Mark Adonazio, whatever. Go 1-0 today. Just figure out a way to win against the Tampa Bay Rays today. Rest up tomorrow. Opening game against the Cardinals on Friday, find a way to win that one. And let's just focus on an every single day approach. Don't worry about down the road. And then when you get to October... Hopefully you're still playing, and then it's about winning game after game and series. And if you lose that day, you're not out for just losing one game. That's not how this works in baseball. They're not the wild card anymore where it's a one-game series. You're going to be playing multiple games. If you drop one, all right, on to the next. Find a way. And that's why I have confidence that this Brewers team, even though it's not as high as it was, I still have confidence that this team could maybe make some noise in October. It's a good motto for life, too. Go 1-0 every single day. You spilt your coffee yesterday, make sure you keep an eye on the mug today. Tripped over your shoes yesterday, look down when you leave for work in the morning, make sure they're tied today. Mm-hmm. It's a good motto. I like that. Something good comes out of D.C. sports. <laughs> look at that. Hey, that 1-0 motto w- resulted in a World Series. So, I don't know, maybe we can get that over to the Brewers Clubhouse and that can if result the in the World Nats Series, If can do too. it, anyone can do 100%. it. 100%. All right, we'll get some of your phone calls and your reaction. What's your current confidence level in the Milwaukee Brewers? Did I convince you at all? I tried. I don't know if I did, though. It's Toby Altizer, Adam Roberts here on the Wendy's Big Show. More of your reaction comes up next. 
Wisconsin Wide, the Big Show Radio Network. Sometimes I give myself the dreams. Sometimes my mind plays tricks on. Twenty's Big Show. Toby Altizer alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios, talking with you guys about the Milwaukee Brewers. What's your current confidence level in the Brewers? 855-830-8648. Or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. Read some of your tweets in just a little bit. I tried to give you a pep talk. I tried. I don't think it worked. By reading some of the replies, let's see if it worked on Bill out in Iron River. Bill, how you doing today? Hey, Toby. I'm doing fine. I uh, just wanted to call in because I pretty well lost confidence in them after their June swoon. And I, it has not recovered at all. I hope, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. I love this team. And I would be thrilled and it would be a bonus if they were to manage to get into the playoffs and have any success at all. But I just don't have any confidence in them. And the way I look at it now, because I don't, I don't expect anything from them. I am enjoying the games much more now than I did in May when I thought they had an opportunity to, to go anywhere in the playoffs. And I, I would hope that would give some people some solace. I'm not saying we should settle for less. I'm just saying after losing the Braves in 1965, you know, that broke my heart as a 13-year-old kid. I'm just glad we've got Major League Baseball in Wisconsin. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it, Bill. Yeah, maybe that is something that happens. Like, if you lower your expectations, you can maybe enjoy the season a little bit more. I don't know that I can do that. You know, I enjoy watching the Brewers every night and seeing how they're doing and watch them today, and hopefully they can get another win over the Rays and sweep this two-game set like Gary was saying they needed to. But I don't know that I can say that I've lost expectations, but I I definitely was frustrated with the hater trade. And the reason that I was frustrated with the hater trade, just personally, and I'm sure it's different for everyone else, but the reason I got frustrated is I believed that this Brewers team could be special. I don't know that you're going to say they're ever a World Series favorite, but I felt like they could go on a run, and I felt like they had a chance to make some noise in October. And then when you trade away Josh Hader, it felt like, the front office is looking down the road, and they even said as much, basically, as opposed to looking at trying to win right now. I'm not saying that they had to try and acquire Juan Soto. I'm not saying any of those things, but I would have liked to have seen maybe either nothing done or just do that Matt Bush deal and call it quits after that and say you've improved your team. It seemed like they were looking down the road, but then when you objectively look at this still and you look at this Brewers team, are they better than they were at the trade deadline? No, they just, they're not. I I can't argue that. But if they're right at the same level, why should my confidence wane to the point where I don't even think they'll make the playoffs? Or I think they don't have a shot to do anything in October when I was so sold that they could before. So now that, you know, you've had a little bit of time to think about this trade, now that you've seen them, yeah, they struggled over that last week, but they get the win last night and looked a little bit better do you have a little more confidence? I, I just feel like the general consensus among Brewers fans at this point, Adam, is the fact that they, they just don't have any confidence on this Brewers team at this point. Well, going to what uh, Bill said, sometimes when it comes to sports, when you lower your expectations and aren't expecting a championship or the top of the mountain, it can make watching certainly a little easier. I know that uh, some of the responses we've gotten at Big Show Network reflect that Frank 
tweets at Big Show Network, it's easy to set the bar low. If they lose, you don't feel as bad. There you go. My confidence is unfortunately low. The Brewers simply don't have enough offense to win a long series if they make the playoffs. Important addendum at the end. That said, I'm not giving up because you never really can. You can never truly give up. I think Michael Scott said it best. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. <laughs> It'll always come around. You, that's why when uh, last week, when everyone said they were in the hashtag done club, sell the team, I think our morning show here in Milwaukee said it best. Yeah, you might want to rethink that come September if they're suddenly contending for that division crown because you're going to be running right back and you're going to be sucked into Brewers fever come around September 13th. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot, and we're going to get one more phone call in here, but I want to read some of your reaction again to some of these. Some people just aren't in on it. Someone tweeted in at Big Show Network and said, yeah, I'm in that Dunn Club. I just can't get on board with this baseball team. And I I guess I understand it. Hatfield Nick says about 25%. Frank says it's easy to set the bar low. I, I mean, the majority, zero, Kevin says. I understand why you're negative on this Brewers team. I, I really do. But I still think that they have a blueprint that they could go on a run. If I didn't see the blueprint... I'd be in the same spot with you guys, but I've seen the blueprint work before. Not saying it's something that's going to work every time. Not saying that it's still not a long shot. Just saying I see a path. And if you're, there's at least a shot, at least a way that it can be done, then I can have a little bit of hope. But the main thing now is you got to get yourselves into October. Get yourselves there. As frustrating as it is for the front office to say bites of the apple and talk about that, as the players, yeah, give me bites of the apple. Put me in the playoffs and give me a shot. At least get me in there and give me a chance to make some noise. Love for one of these guys to be able to be in the playoffs and become that playoff hero like David Freeze did in St. Louis. I mean, think about that. Could you have some of those guys on this Brewers baseball team, be able to do that. I think you got a couple that are eligible to be able to do that sort of thing. So why not? 855-830-8648 if you want to give us a call on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Again, what is your current confidence level in the Milwaukee Brewers? Let's get out to Chris in Brookfield. Chris, what's going on? Hey, I got uh, absolutely zero confidence. I think the two guys in charge, Antonacio, Stearns are the two biggest conmen in baseball history. Year after year, every spring, they say, if we're there at the trading point deadline, we're going to make the moves to get us to the World Series. But consistently, Stearns keeps talking about bites of apples, bites Uh of apples. And every year we're there, he makes no moves to get us past the bite of the apple instead of being able to take the whole apple. The two teams we got to chase now are San Diego and St. Louis. We either got to win a division or we got to get past San Diego as the current standings are to make it into the playoffs. And what San Diego and St. Louis did, I don't see it. We had the best starting lineup in baseball and the best closing in in baseball. And what did they do? They traded away for a bunch of garbage. I don't care what Bush did. They got a closer that got kicked from his own team because he couldn't close no more. And they could make Williams go in. Okay, kids, halfway point. We're going to count on you to do it. And all this stuff about not being able to get anything for uh, Josh in the off season is a bunch of crud. 
Plus, in two years, you got two or three years, you got the two starting pitchers that do not be able to afford two of them. And I doubt they'll be able to sign one of them. So there you got two guys right there where they'll be able to rebuild their farm system because most likely because of the small market system, they're not going to be able to play for it. They had the greatest opportunity this year, first place, up by three, four, five games, and they traded away instead of going for it. So to me, every spring that they keep saying, oh, if we're in a position to do it, we're going to do it. It's nothing but lies. Forget the Brewers. I love having baseball in Milwaukee. I'll go there to watch other teams. As far as the Brewers are concerned, I just don't think Stearns and, and, and Antanasio have actually got the heart or the worth of all to actually put this team in a position to win the World Series. Because every year we get there, and every year we fail. We never be able – we don't have enough hitters to keep going, and, and we still don't. And when's the last time, other than the kid you got sitting – up in triple or, or an A ball in Wisconsin as a position player that you have hopes is really going to make it into the major leagues. Everything else is they got by trade, and they all and I mean, come on, they, they don't know how to. They have no scouting department to get position players. It's like uh, reversal of Doug Melvin. Melvin could get position players, he couldn't get pitching. This guy can get some pitching, but he can't get position players. So to me, the whole scouting department needs to be revamped. And if Stearns doesn't see that, I think Stearns has got to go. And there's a ton of teams that will take him. So, hey, if you've seen it in football, trade the GM. Chris, appreciate the phone call, man. 855-830-8648. Adam, feel like we are right now in the court of Brewers fans' opinions. In the second segment of this hour, I stated my case for the Brewers, and Chris from Brookfield just stated his case against the Brewers, and I think both were pretty strong. This feels like an epi- uh, the uh, part in Star Wars now where the council will decide your fate. <laughs> exactly. And the council is our replies so far to the tweet at Big and Show Network. And I think that a majority of people are on Chris's side, so maybe I didn't do a good enough job convincing, but ultimately it comes down to the Brewers convincing us. Can they do it again today against the Tampa Bay Rays? want to talk about this Josh Hader trade. This thing won't die. It just won't. There's a lot that went on with the Josh Hader trade yesterday. We'll talk about that next here on the Wendy's Big Show. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. I can't remember what was said or what you threw. Big show, Toby Altizer, Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios talking with you guys about the Milwaukee Brewers. An eventful day for pretty much every party involved in that Josh Hader trade. We'll talk about that in just a second, but first let me tell you about Wendy's Strawberry Frosty. With a Strawberry Frosty, the time to enjoy yourself is just built right in. So rich and creamy, a straw just won't cut it. And finishing one, well, it's going to take you at least 15 minutes, so make sure you check your watch. Is it frosty time yet? And by that, we mean, is it time for a moment with just you and your frosty kicking back and doing whatever goes best with the best treat of the summer? These strawberry frosty treats are going fast. So when it's time for frosty time, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's limited time only. I've got some Packers news for you and the listeners. Yeah, hit us real quick. Matt Schneidman of The Athletic reports the Packers have released long snapper Steven Wirtle. Good. (laughs) Good. They need to get a good long snapper in there because he was apparently terrible at Family Night or so. I don't know who exactly it, but 
they need to have a good long snapper. I'm not doing this again with special teams again this year. I'm just not. Did you watch the family night coverage this year? Uh, just bits and pieces, but... That's more than I was able to watch on Texas television. Well, I don't think the Texans lot. do that sort of thing. Yeah, you didn't miss a whole lot. It wasn't anything too crazy, and it wasn't even a sold-out crowd, which is a little odd. But either way, family nights, I don't know. It wasn't the same this year, but they're also not doing full contact and stuff like that as much anymore. So it's just not the same anymore. I want to talk about this trade. So first things first, I want to start by playing a clip from the Padres game yesterday. Here's that clip. Payoff pitch. And a high fly ball to deep right field. Juan Soto has left the yard. First time in a Padres uniform. The Soto shuffle will make his way all the way around to tie the score one to one. Welcome to San Diego, Juan Soto. So a couple things off of that. One, Don Orsillo is fantastic as an announcer. Fantastic. And then number two, how would you feel if that was the way you scored your first run in 26 innings? 26 innings. It's the first time the Padres had scored a run in 26 innings. You traded all that stuff. You traded for Drury. You traded for Juan Soto. You traded for Josh Bell. And you hadn't scored a run in 26 innings. All right, so the reason I bring that up, obviously you can't win baseball games if you haven't been scoring runs. So they finally scored some runs. They're up 4-1 to in the ninth inning. Who trots in for his first save appearance with San Diego? The one, the only, Josh Hader. Let me give you his line. 37 pitches, gave up a hit, struck out one. Here's where it gets interesting. Three walks. Didn't get through the inning, gave up three runs. Blown save. First opportunity for Hayter out in San Diego. But come out in the bottom of the ninth, and Manny Machado hits a three-run walk-off shot to win it for the Padres. So they still get the win, but first save appearance for Josh Hayter out in San Diego. Hayter blows the save opportunity. Then, they're 4-5 and five since the Hayter trade, so they're not doing much better than the Brewers at this point. For whatever reason, this whole trade just won't die. I, I want to stop talking about it, but just won't die. So then, what other aspects of this trade do we need to talk about? Well, yesterday, we hear from Taylor Rogers because we're questioning why is Matt Bush getting the save opportunity for the Brewers and not Taylor Rogers or Devin Williams. Here's why. Taylor Rogers, and this is from Adam McCalvey, this is what he had to say talking about an injury that he has. I was trying to keep it more on the down low because I didn't want it to be something you could blame your struggles on, but yeah, it was kind of bugging me for a while and treatment wasn't taking, so we're going to try this step, a cortisone shot, and see if it helps. So you're telling me that Taylor Rogers is actually hurt and he got traded to the Brewers? I believe it's a, let me double check here with Adam McCalvey on his Twitter, but I believe it's a knee injury or elbow injury, and you're telling me a, a cortisone injection in his knee. So Taylor Rogers was injured, and then to make it all things, we'll wrap it up here, and we'll talk with Danny Parkins coming up to start the next hour. Denelson Lamette, and this one's sweet because it was against the Cardinals, makes his debut for the Rockies and goes two scoreless with two strikeouts. This story's just never going to die. It's just never going to die. Not that that's a problem for us. I mean, I wish. No, I wish it would die, Adam. I wish it would. Oh, but then what would we do for content? Oh, wait, the Packers are coming. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't. But when you have all these things align on the same night, you got to talk about it.
All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, second hour, we'll kick it off with Danny Parkins from 670 The Score. It's the Wendy's Big Show. More coming up next. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 